Okay, my name is Scott. I am in 10th grade, and I went to North Africa. So, my name is Sarah. I'm in 10th grade, and I went to Uganda um, this year as well as last year. My name's Emma. I am in 12th grade, and I went to Russia. Hi, my name is Faith. I'm in 12th grade. Um, I got to go to Italy, which was awesome. Hi, my name's Daniel. I'm in 10th grade, and this year I went to India. Last year I went to Uganda with Sarah. Hi, I'm Alexander. I'm a 12th grader and I went to Thailand. Welcome to the VFA Life Podcast, you guys. My name is Josh, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Nathan. We're excited to have this conversation today about service project trips. Every year, BFA sends students all over the globe, and we get to hear part one of reflections from our students. So we have six students in the room right now. Uh, I'm so excited to hear about all of your experiences and what God taught you on these trips and what you saw. Um, Starting with you, Sarah, tell us more about a highlight or something that you remember from Uganda that really stuck out to you. If I could say one highlight, it's hard to pick one, but um, there was this girl last year that we met in Uganda the first time I went, and her name was Angel. And we just played with her. She braided our hair. Um, We taught her games like Duck, Duck, Goose, stuff like that. She's about 13 or so. So we were just walking past the soccer field where we had first met her the last year. And then she just came up to us. And of course, we recognized her right away, or at least I did just because of going on the trip last year. And she just gave me the biggest hug and just seeing how she ran up to us and recognized us and remembered our names and asked where people who were on the trip last year and weren't this year were. And I just talked to her about her life and it was just about loving one another. And I think that was like a very unique experience to go through and impactful that someone I had seen once on a trip, um, I saw again and that it's a lasting relationship and that the people there in Uganda just really, really cared for us and Mm -hmm. cared for everyone around them. And so seeing that, seeing her smile, talking to her about her family was really, really neat. Yeah, that's really cool, Sarah, that you got to go back twice or you've been twice. Um, What exactly did your team do in Uganda? Um, While we were there, we worked with different organizations, um, one called Soul Hope that helps with um, a foot parasite called Jiggers and removes it from all around Uganda. And we also worked with another organization called Heal Ministries that helps empower um, women to start businesses and provide for their family, Mm -hmm. especially um, single mothers. And so we worked with those two organizations and mainly we just played with kids and loved on them and taught them songs and just hung out with them and were able to kind of share God's love with them and give um, that point of view. And we also worked with a um, kindergarten called Davis Christian Academy and we got to get to know the people who work there, all the teachers. We had a fellowship with night and we just worshiped and we got to experience the culture in Uganda and just seeing people um, love Jesus. And that almost was a way to serve us as mm. well as as we were serving the kids there. Mm. That's really cool. Incredible. Yeah. Awesome. So Emma, you said that you went to Russia. Give us a little overview of that trip and kind of a highlight what sticks out in your mind um, from your experiences there. We worked with this ministry called the Wellness Project, which goes into um, different or- orphanages around Russia um, and brings different teams in. And basically just loves on the kids um, and um, does like a VBS sort of Bible study thing with the kids so that um, they're being taught who Jesus is 
and different things about God and different Bible stories and just um, really being able to love on them and making sure that they get one-on-one time and showing what um, really selfless love looks like because in the orphanages there, um, they're split off into age groups and there's um, usually um, two people who take care of them. One's um, the main caretaker and one's the nanny who sort of um, works alongside them and they're working with maybe like seven kids at a time all who are really, really young. And so because there's two people working with seven kids, um, there's not a lot of time for the kids to get one-on-one time. It's doing things in groups. Um, And so that's what my um, group did there. We really worked with with the kids um, um, throughout the whole entire day and just loved on them. And whatever they wanted to do, we did with them. I remember one time I was sitting um, in a chair Um, with a book in my hand and there was this little girl and she came and she asked me to read it to her and so I started reading the book in Russian and um, she started to play with my hair and she wanted to learn how to braid so my translator came and she was teaching her how to braid and then she sort of um, the girl went over to the table and was talking to one of the other girls and was like hey can you help me make this thing and so I was playing with another one of the kids and the girl came back and she um said, read again, read again. And so I started reading again, and she can, to do, to braid my hair, so she wanted to do that over again. And then she put this crown in my, on my head and said, you're a princess now. And said, and she was like, everyone, this is our princess. Um, and it was just a really sweet moment. Um, that was really embarrassing, but really, really sweet, just to see how much um, connection there is with the, ki- the kids in that short week that you're there, how connected you can get with them. Wow. And then what made you go on the trip what made you pick this one um i i love working with orphans um and with little kids and i can speak russian which is the language that they speak in russia yeah sure um (laughs) and so um i was able to yeah yeah, i was really able to connect with them and so i just i saw it up here when they were announcing the svts and something hit me and i was just like I need to go on this trip. Yeah. I hadn't planned on going on one. I had told my parents, oh, I'm coming home for two weeks for spring break. And then I called my mom that day and was like, um, I need to go on this SVT. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad, Emma, that you got to go and experience those things. All right, Faith, what are some of the things that you did in Italy and what are some impressions you had? We did music ministry all around the Tuscany area. Um, We went to three schools and two churches and just sang for them and taught the kids some English. Um, And yeah, a highlight was one of the schools we went to was this culinary school. Um, There were high schoolers there, but they were super mature and they acted kind of like college students, which was really intimidating, even though they were like younger than me. Anyways, um, and we were, we sang a song for an English class and right afterwards the teacher called out and she was like, well, we have this other student here that's also a singer and like everyone pointed to this one guy in the room and he got like really shy and kind of like shrank into the corner of the room. He's like, no guys, I'm not gonna sing. And, like, all of his classmates were, like, pushing him towards singing. And so eventually he was like, okay, fine. And then he got up, got up to the front of the classroom, and he was just like, okay, I haven't warmed up this morning, but here, like, I'll, I'll try. 
And then he starts singing Figaro from Barber of Seville, which is an <laughs> opera. And he had the most amazing voice. Like, my jaw dropped. It was wow. amazing. And, like, yeah, wow. His falsetto, like, the acoustics in the room, it was perfect. <laughs> it was, like... What is going on here? Like, why That's are we funny. singing for you guys? Like, you should have been on our mission trip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you they had a ringer in the room, yeah. Yeah, yeah seriously. Wow. Yeah, they were just very warm-hearted people, and it was really fun to hang out with them and get to know them. Um, and I feel like they served us more than we served them, honestly. Um, but if there was another Italy SPT next year, it would be cool to go and reach out more to the older non-christian sure. italian people and yeah. see hmm. what that yeah. is like cool let's hear a little bit from daniel now daniel you went to india so tell us what happened there and uh what was a highlight from that trip um my team worked with a lot of people with disabilities and uh young kids with disabilities and also um like abandoned elderly that's the highlight of what i had the home was called little drops and that's basically an organization that takes in abandoned elderly so what that means is basically um in india it's quite customary for um the kids with who have like very wealthy or very uh who, who have parents with a like big reputation to like disrespect them and like kick them out in a way to earn that wealth for themselves and so basically the ministry of little drops is to take in these parents who have been abandoned so we got to meet these uh men and women who have been abandoned and so it was very like um it was a really good experience and we were basically sent there to pray for them and also a lot of them were very stiff so it's a bit weird but we also there to like massage them and like make sure that they're all okay and so with one of the ladies that i met i was with um we were all like sent there with partners in groups so after we had like heard her story it was it went on the lines of like her son kicked her out which was quite uh, like a lot of the ladies there had the same story and then uh, me and my partner, we decided to pray for her. And then she, I think she, as we were praying for her, I like put my right hand on her shoulder and she didn't really feel comfortable with that. So she like pushed it off and then she started crying. So I thought I had done something wrong or maybe I had gone too far or something. Mm. And then, uh, so I started to get really nervous and I tried to like back away. But uh, then she started like rummaging through her pockets and stuff to see if like I like I I thought she was gonna like I wasn't sure so I tried to like go away <laughs> so I was really nervous at the time and then um and then she pulled out this eraser and then at little drops so eraser to us is quite meaningless I'm sorry one uh, second yeah just to clarify you're saying eraser yeah like a razor like a, like a razor blade no 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 okay like, thank you okay. like I an eraser, eraser. <laughs> Yeah, Same. like a shaving like razor. Like a razor. Like <laughs> no, no, shave with. like in, like, yeah. Where okay, sorry. Like Go ahead, Daniel. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm, on the, I'm on the edge of my seat here. Yeah, and then, <laughs> um, and then she, so to us, this sounds quite meaningless, but um, at Little Drops, they only give them the, like, bare essentials, like shower and food and beds. And so this eraser, as she was being kicked out of her home by her son, um, this lady 
uh, took this eraser, which was the last thing that basically reminded her of home, and she gave it to me. And I was, I thought this was, uh, like, why would you give it to me? Like, I just met you five minutes ago, and you're giving me basically what reminds you of home. And so I came to the analogy that she gave it to me because I, like, reminded her of her son because I'm, like, brown, like, my skin color. <laughs> so, like, she gave it to me because, like, even though her son kicked her out of her home, she still wants to give back to her son. So I thought, like, it was really, like, the mother's mm. love is so strong, like, it can't be oh. beaten. So, yeah, I thought that was really... That was really interesting. That's a cool story I have from India. What is your cultural heritage, Daniel? Um, my parents come from Sri Lanka. Okay. But yeah, I was born in England. But yeah. Wow. Do you do you get any impression that through the work that this organization does, there is any sort of uh, reconciliation that happens, or is it pretty much just they they are planning on taking care of these individuals? for the rest of their life um so little drops's mission is basically to take in these people and to take care of them until they die that's the main mission yeah, of right. them yeah wow well i wish i could have gone with you guys on all these trips uh so alex let's hear from you where did you actually just tell us tell us where'd you go what'd you do so we went to thailand okay awesome and we first arrived in chiang mai and yeah that was just really cool seeing the whole city um seeing the markets seeing the people i got a foot massage which was really cool i felt bad because these people were touching my feet but that's completely normal in that culture but yeah that was just something that was really cool and then um the next day we went up like five hours away from chiang mai up in the mountains and we were being hosted by this Thai couple, this Christian Thai couple, Pastor Malachi and Kun Supa. I probably didn't pronounce that 100% right, but yeah. So this couple, they took care of around 30 kids who may, like a lot of their parents, I think, have abandoned them. And basically what they do is they host these kids and they provide schooling. They help provide schooling for a lot of these kids and so what we did there is um, we had these activity camps. So some people did stuff like volleyball. I led dance, which was really cool. I actually got to lead dance also at a um, juveniles girls detention center, which is something, yeah, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so we led all these activities. And at first, you know, I thought like, this is really fun and I'm having a great time. I'm asking, like, what's the actual point of this? So I asked, um, I asked this question to Mrs. Ko, and she, her answer was totally not what I expected, but it was a really good answer. And um, she said that when we go to these places, so we went to, yeah, we went to multiple schools, we went to these prisons, and as a as a private school, when we go to these locations, what happens is we build a bridge for people like Pastor Malachi and Kunsupa who are actually doing all the work there. They're the Christian Thai couple who are, they're the ones that are doing the work. We're more of just building a tiny bridge for them so that they can go and the people are more exposed to the gospel and then they're more open to that. And then that relationship is nurtured more so that they can go and really do the work. Mm 
So we're when we go there, we're not the ones doing, I would say, like the core work, but we're helping build like a little bridge for them to then go and do that work, which is really cool um, since they know what's going on. It's a long term um, process in that way. So that was something. Yeah, that was what we did. Sorry, that was kind of a long answer. Um, a highlight for me. Um, it's a pretty, I guess, simple highlight, but I thought it was really, yeah, it was really special. Um, like the Thai kids were all singing with like really good pitches and then we tried singing and it sounded all right, but it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, so yeah, we, uh, we would sing, they would sing. And then eventually like they were singing, um, yeah, they were singing like some worship songs in Thailand, some, uh, yeah. And then we thought, oh yeah, it'd be cool if like we'd find like a common song that we could sing together. And so it was kind of fun how it like started as kind of like a battle of singing, but then like it turned into this thing where we were trying to find like a commonality between us because it's not like Thai was our first, it's like it's not like we knew Thai and English wasn't their first language. Um, so yeah, we sang songs. Um, we sang like How Great and it was just really cool to sing um, How Great in English and then they're singing it in Thai at the same time. And so that was... I think that was really special that like regardless of our language barriers we're trying to like find a commonality between each other and like yeah we're just I, w I don't know if loving on each other that to me yeah we we're just trying to find like something we could experience together which was really cool um they even knew they knew the frozen song let it go and like tie <laughs> and we also sing like we sing like baby by justin bieber <laughs> So, yeah, that was really fun. Um, All the big worship hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I think it's for all of you guys. I mean, there's little things that you'll just never forget and that you could just talk about for forever, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and different things will start popping up that you remember that impacted you that, you know, it was so it was so one thing after another that just processing all these things in weeks months to come it'll just take a long time yeah, that's true yeah yeah i want to hear from scott scott's been standing over there just like patiently waiting what can you tell us about your trip scott and the things that impacted you um the main idea behind our trip i guess was to to it was a cultural exchange so we were supposed to interact with the local culture learn a bit about what they believe what their t worldviews are and then sort of compare it to ours and be like oh you know you think this well I think this and it's and sort of have like a find like a common ground um, we got to do that through a variety of uh, activities we got to um, go around a lot of touristy areas and talk to a lot of shopkeepers and um, it, it's it's really great to see like how interested they are in sort of stepping away from their daily grind of just trying to sell things to tourists and like talk about something deeper or something that has a deeper meaning to them. Um, we also got to interact with some of the local youth, uh, some local believers and, and, and perform some activities with them and just get to know their stories better. Um, and we also got to go to a children's association. So we got to help out, um, you know, with, you know, just playing with kids and, and, who are from various backgrounds, some of them were orphans. Um, and just, yeah, being able to help the people there. Uh, yeah. A highlight, um, 
is kind of hard to pin down, I guess, because we did so much. Um, but I think just one thing that has resonated with me the most is, is just reflecting on how easy it is to talk to people about God. So it, we would talk to a lot of the shopkeepers and in like 10 minutes they would be telling us, you know, this is what I believe about God. And, and, and we got to sort of, we got to pray with people, which was great. And, and yeah, it was really good. Wow. So you felt like where you were in North Africa that, you know, regardless of the actual laws in that place about sharing your faith, uh, you still felt like the local people were still willing to talk about God and yeah, yeah. I should I should clarify it is the region of North Africa that we were in is considered a closed region. So, yeah. um, going around and saying this is what I feel about God is probably not the, <laughs> the smartest yeah, idea. Yeah. But yeah, we we got to talk to yeah a lot of people. That's and, cool. And you still got to have those conversations. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. hmm. Especially when they initiate that that conversation and that question. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening to part one of Reflections on SPTs. Keep an eye out for part two, where we dive a little bit deeper into some of these kids' stories and talk about what God has been teaching them through these experiences.